0: Welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. we are streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360. Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined by producer and co-host, Alex Wong. No, Masai Jerry has not had a season-ending press conference. No, we have not gotten the alert from Raptors PR as to when it will be. So, um, is, is this the worst Kawhi watch ever?
1: Yeah. Side I- watch? I did hear from Josh Shu from Raptors PR today, though. You did? Yeah, we just chatted, though. Oh, did you <laughs> chat about when we're going to see Masai? No, 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 no. I mean, it's not like it's I, his
0: choice. It's Masai's choice. I leave clear. those
1: questions to you. Wow. Um, right. Yeah, do you think it's, I guess, it's not happening this week? I mean, it's Thursday. I mean, it's not going to happen on a weekend. Yeah. It better not happen on a weekend, man. Please. <laughs> you got big plans? Please. You got a poker game at Ennis to go to or something? Um, Got to lose some money to the other network. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah I don't know we continue away from Messiah. yeah see what happens um, yeah well yeah are you expecting him to say I I guess the main question he'll be asked is just the Nick Nurse Here's the situation
0: I, well, of course um I'm I'm curious because I just want this whole thing to be over so we can like wrap up this raptor season right um i feel like a lot of other writers probably have like year-end pieces that they want to like put out there uh
1: they just need to plug in those three Masai quotes it's
0: hard to do it without that press conference though
1: you know what i mean so, no that's fair
0: i'm not saying we can't do our jobs independently of the front office but even me i was like all right i'm gonna write this 10 things on the season i'd love to hear from the main man about this whole thing and i got sick of waiting and i was like here's five and yeah. that would be like LeBron later
1: this guy's on. Guys putting out a deluxe album <laughs> it, you know, that, to, Here's five more for this you. This is really
0: the deluxe 10 things so.
1: Yeah, check that out Heart on one is out. on sportsnet.ca. You know, I've seen Will Hard at work at the office on that. So sure. we might talk about it in the second half cuz um kind of an off night in the NBA playoffs yesterday, little I got to say. A little bit. I got to yeah. say. They were on a good run though, you know, since the start of the playoffs, so. They're allowed one flop night. I feel like game 1s is always like so exciting
0: and there's a lot of anticipation built into it. And obviously the players are coming off a lot of rest. And then like they get into it. And then game two just like rarely has that like same like juice or excitement. That's First like off, a, that's I don't know why point. Lakers were playing at seven thirty. <laughs> that was really early for a Laker game. A lot of um, questions
1: about the scheduling. Once again, uh Suns Clippers and Kings Warriors overlap tonight.
0: Yeah. Again, Happy 420. We could have everyone. done we could have done better on this,
1: but uh yeah i don't know i mean that game was a blowout mm
0: -hmm. uh the other national tv game was also a blowout for a large portion of it thankfully it got close at the end Mm -hmm. then we got to see the best of jamal murray and um i'm sure we will talk about all of that and of course we'll circle back to the raptors i mean look listen we will cover all raptors
1: news because this is the raptors program but like there (laughs) there is you you, you under pressure to provide raptors coverage there's none man there's really nothing to talk about uh, in terms of the Raptors, you know, it's nice seeing Jamal Murray with his performance. It's
0: great seeing that man.
1: Yeah, sure. I was really mad at the Timberwolves for making it a, a game and and forcing me to watch their product because the Timberwolves product is uh not Oof. good.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, uh, shouts to them for making a comeback. Um, sure, Anthony Edwards obviously, uh, forty-one can, points can be a very lethal score, mm-hmm. and he has that ability. Like when he reaches it, obviously it's it's exhilarating to watch. He just doesn't reach it all the time, but. Um, no, at least I made a game of it. And then that forced the Nuggets to actually close it out. And I thought for a second there, maybe the Timberwolves might sneak it off. Mm-hmm. But I think it showed the quality of the Nuggets. Like I think we've just taken them so for granted all season because they've been in the number one spot. We're not really worried about them. You know, we don't even think about the Nuggets so much, um, even though they are number one uh, in the West this whole time. But like you saw towards the end there, it wasn't even Jokic who was closing it out. Like Jokic was making good plays, as you would expect him to, made a couple of good defensive challenges. Um, but it was, like, a lot of dribble handoff action, setting good screens, and they just have guys who can really, you know, score. And, of course, Murray was the big portion of that, but you even saw, like, Michael Porter Jr., for example, hit a number of tough shots. I mean, he's just like a laser. I, I, don't, I don't know why I'm just
1: adopting LeBron's vernacular, but he's a laser, <laughs> Yeah, right? what's well, cool, man. You've been watching too many LeBron pressers.
0: I have, I have. Yeah, but, no, yeah, Jamal, they Jamal was the multiple points. guys. Who I don't care, he's up.
1: old. Yeah. Oh, shut, shut. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that as well. Uh, Jamal... With 40 points, he's got he's now got more 40-point games in the playoffs than he does in the regular season. Damn. And even thinking about wow. the Nuggets, like you mentioned, kind of the forgotten team because everybody else has been getting the, the spotlight. Like Jamal Murray, probably the biggest swing player in the Western Conference, in my opinion. Like if he's playing this well, I think you look at the Nuggets a little differently. Right?
0: Well, it's because you could just pencil in Jokic for a triple-double. Mm-hmm. and, like, great impact on both ends of the floor. Yeah, you
1: know what you're going to get from from Michael Porter Jr., even Aaron Gordon, I would say. Yeah, Aaron. But it's Jamal Murray that's got that ceiling. Right? I feel like every game, every time I tune into the Nuggets, which is probably, like, five
0: to ten minutes at a time, I'm guaranteed to see... <laughs> Why, is I'm- the altitude hitting you when you're watching? <laughs> no, I'm just guaranteed to see at least one... Jokic short roll to the basket, and mm. then throw the lob to Aaron Gordon at the dunker spot. I've seen that play more than I've seen any other play this season. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, I'm jealous of any You've other see it team. Every single time. I'm jealous of any other team that's able to create such easy baskets in the half court. When it's, they make it look bad. that easy, I'm like, oh damn. You want Raptors content? Here it is. <laughs> it can be like this. <laughs> no, so we've got Michael Pina from The Ringer joining us to to talk about the playoffs and and the games last night. What's going on, Pina? How you guys doing? Good, good. You know, I wanted to start with the Grizzlies Lakers game last night. You know, John Morant was obviously out for for game two, but as we've seen the past couple of seasons now, this was per your teammate at the ringer, KOC. The Grizzlies are thirty three and seventeen without John Morant since last season, including the playoffs. Um what did you see from, from the Grizzlies last night without Ja?
2: Yeah, I I think the outcome of this game says a lot about just their medals, Avier Tillman, their depth. Um, he had a fantastic game. Uh obviously Jared Jackson Jr. going forty minutes and only committing three personal fouls is uh a miracle. And you know, Tyus Jones, Desmond these guys are just they're really good players and I think though that the result of the game says more about the Lakers. Um I'm not a Lakers person. I am befuddled by people who think that this team can make a deep playoff run, let alone win this series, which I still think the Grizzlies will do. Um, It it just confuses me, to be honest with you. And I'm not going to be impersonating Dylan Brooks up here, saying that I don't respect LeBron until he scores 40. But, like, this... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I Bears is so... this, oh my god! The, this version of lebron that we've uh. seen in this series that we've seen um over the past couple of weeks of the regular season when he was healthy enough to play it's just he's clearly not the lebron james that we're accustomed to just rolling through whoever's in front of him to get to the nba finals it's just like it's kind of obvious to me um not even close to his explosive not even close to his athletic and like you look at just the pick and roll numbers like austin reeves has run more pick and rolls in this series than lebron james d'angelo russell's run more pick and rolls in the series than like that's just that's wild to me honestly and you know he went to the post-ups in the fourth quarter and he had success on one on dylan brooks early and then just got stonewalled on two straight possessions after that i i just i don't know i i i I, I love the Grizzlies. I think they play hard. I know how to kind of uh, play together the right way. They have, they're tremendously coached, but the Lakers aren't a very good team still, in my opinion. So that's kind of what I was chucking that game up to last night. Yeah, I, I mean, for the Lakers, like they they really do need to hit
0: threes at like a reasonable clip, and I feel like that's been their weakness for obviously this before the trade deadline and of course they've added some shooters but I, I, I don't feel like we've fully seen that like for example with D'Angelo Russell I just have not been impressed with his performance in the first two games here I feel like it's either the moment's too big for him it's not like the Grizzlies defensive attention is even so much centered around him or that he even has that difficult of a one-on-one matchup but his shooting has just not really been there his playmaking I don't feel like is has been good enough and yeah I mean I I suppose this is kind of like the Lakers predicament now, right? If LeBron's not going to be at his best, then you really do need these other guys to be great consistently. And that's never what you would really have said about a LeBron James-led team in the past. It was just like, you know LeBron's a given. You know LeBron's going to be excellent. Are these other guys going to be able to sort of step up in roles around them? And, And now it feels like, okay, now LeBron is the question mark. And, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll just get into Dylan Brooks stuff now, but... Like, how much of this is Dylan Brooks being, like, genuinely a very, very good on-ball defender, genuinely one of the best one-on-one defenders in the league, putting aside all the, the, the antics, and how much of it is just like, you know, LeBron is just getting older, and, and, and clearly he's playing through injury, too.
2: I think credit to Dylan Brooks, who's amazing, and he was in foul trouble throughout game two. That really hampered him. I think he mentioned that in the trash talk, that he did not appreciate LeBron talking back to him after he picked up his fourth foul, which uh, <coughs> just such a legend in all respects. This
1: is the most main character of main characters, man. <laughs> Dylan,
2: <do> <laughs> this
1: is Dylan Brooks's world, man. Holy. It, it only took one game. I love it.
2: It is. Uh, so, you know, credit to him. Um, But I wrote about this earlier this week It's just when I watched LeBron I don't see the lift I don't see him attacking the basket Like he normally would He does not get to the free throw line Like like we've known him to in big games And there was a lot of credit given to Austin Reeves Deservedly so at the end of game one When he kind of took over And was just hitting pull up after pull up Against drop coverage Shout out to him for that and the credit was given to him, and it was also said that some people were saying that, um, you know, LeBron knows what he has around him. LeBron doesn't need to take over. And I'm I'm like, what game are you guys watching? Like, that's – if LeBron could take over this game, he would. <laughs> like, it's LeBron James. What are we talking It's a big playoff game on the road. This guy said after the All-Star break that these were the 23 biggest games of his entire career going into the playoffs. And now that he's here, he's going to let Austin Reeves take over the offense. Like, that makes absolutely no sense. So, um, yeah, I think that LeBron, for the Lakers to be a title contender, LeBron has to be the best player or the second best player on the court in every minute he's on there. He's been, what, the fourth best player in this series, maybe? Um, So I... I don't know. I Maybe it sounds like I'm being too harsh on him, but that's just the stakes with looking at this roster, which I still don't think is very good or very deep. Um, I, I just I don't, don't have a lot of faith in him playing on one foot and getting the job done in the the minute allotment that he needs to right now.
1: Yeah, I still think... I still believe in the Lakers just because I think LeBron can, like, I you know, I think about his, I mean, here in Toronto, very familiar what he can do in the playoffs. But just thinking about his run in, like, 2018 when he just, like, single-handedly carried that Cavs That was team. so
2: long ago. Alex. I
1: know, I know. But that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. To your point, it's like, you compare that to now, right? Like, it's a completely different player now that <laughs> he's not able to tap into that um, every game. And through the first two games, we haven't seen that I don't know, like, to be clear, LeBron did have 28 and 12. Yeah, like, but, but. You know, it wasn't like LeBron but just we like hold LeBron, stunk up the joint. We hold you know? LeBron to this, you know, greatest of all time for sure, for sure, behavior for sure, for sure. standard, right? And then he's clearly not that, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I still think. Not Not today. Not, yeah. He did deserve it today. More Dylan Brooks <laughs> drops today. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what show you're walking to, Pina, but, you know, lots of drops coming your way today. Um, I still think you can tap into that, maybe not every game. Like I And I, I think, I think too, like, we don't know the severity of Ja's injury. You know, obviously, it did not look very good in game one. Like, I don't know about you, Will. I feel like still, like, over the course of the seven games, especially if Ja can't come back, I, I still like the Lakers in this series.
0: Yeah, no, me too.
1: I, but I, I do think
0: that, you know, this series is is one of many which I feel like for the, the subplot for this whole entire playoff run is sort of like are, is the old guard going to do it again or are we going to see like a new champion, new stars emerge? Because like to me it's just like there's so many teams, especially out west, like they're just led by um like former greats or maybe even still current greats, but towards the latter end of their careers and their teams aren't necessarily even in the top half of the – of the of the bracket anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the Warriors being in six with Steph Curry or, or Katie and, and Kawhi, you know, in the four five matchup, which shouldn't ever be a four five matchup. And of course, LeBron leading like the seventh seed Lakers. Like this is sort of like that time, like is the old guard going to win once again, or are we going to see some of the newer guys take it? And unfortunately, like obviously this, this would have been a prime sort of like John Morant sort of takeover kind of series, especially because I didn't feel like the Lakers had great, you know, uh, uh, like defensive options against them. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately he's not going to be here. But I think that's for me, like that's the subplot of the entire playoffs. Cause I thought even last year, like that was a great opportunity for the, obviously the Celtics to take it over the top. And of course, then the Celtics get crowned and Jason Tatum gets crowned, but instead it's the old guard that wins once again with Steph. So, um, I think still for this series though, the Lakers should still have more. I mean, I just think that like, they just need to find more ways to get into the paint and then kick out and get more three point attempts up. Like the fact that only took 26 is pretty bad. The fact that only made seven is pretty bad. Um, and they're going to need more production from their guards especially if LeBron's not really doing it and i thought Reeves was fine like if, honestly if you told me Reeves has 12 5 and 4 like i'm i'm not going to ask for that much more i, I can't be too <laughs> that, greedy about Austin Reeves that's the Reeves.
1: Austin Reeves standard <laughs> the 12 5 and
0: 4 12, 12, 12 5 and 4 no, it's, I'll take it's not that. terrible i mean in 37 minutes but like you know I, I need more from russell and i need more from like Schroeder. and ultimately if you're if you're saying that in a playoff series like you know th- those aren't exactly proven playoff performers either, but that's I think that's where the Lakers are going to need more production, unless LeBron just completely takes over.
1: Yeah, no, I think too. Um, you know the biggest red flag with D'Angelo Russell is uh, when the Minnesota Timberwolves believe that you can't be part of their team. <sighs> <laughs> like that's the red flag. I just I me. don't think
2: Delo's very good. I I was kind of flabbergasted by his minutes in this one mm-hmm. down the stretch. Like Schroeder played 16 minutes. Uh, Malik Beasley played 13 minutes like these are better options in crunch time unless you need another ball handler on the court because LeBron can't do it and well I'll say real quick I know we're harping on LeBron and the numbers were you know the box score numbers are really good but like in game one there was one I like I expected him to really hunt John Morant in ball screen actions. That's kind of his signature calling card. Right. And we saw in last year's playoffs, Patrick Beverly, like they opened up games in the first round with Patrick Beverly hunting jaw and having success. So that's what I thought that their strategy would be. And LeBron hunted Jaw one time in game one. Mm -hmm. And the second Jaw came up to set to, to guard the screen. His man was setting the ball screen. uh, LeBron just pulled up for a three and missed it. And he wasn't even engaging with, um backing jaw down in the post and all that. So I, I just I just don't think he's right physically. Mm-hmm. And you combine that with his age and wear and tear. I just I, I just don't think he's really close to being that like top three player in the world that he needs to be for this to, to, to carry this roster right now.
1: Yeah, no I think that's fair. Um before we move on, so you know, like you mentioned Dylan Brooks after the game, you know, said that he doesn't care about LeBron, said he's old <laughs> said, I poke bears. I don't, don't care, he's old. <laughs> I don't respect someone until he gives me 40. I like that. Do you guys think, I'll start with you, Pina, do you think LeBron is giving him 40 at, at Staples Center this
2: weekend? <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's obviously possible that LeBron will score 40 in game three. I don't think that LeBron is, I don't think it's wise for him to hunt Forty points. I'll say that. Hmm. I don't think he can efficiently get forty against this Grizzlies defense, which is by the way, has the defensive player of the year on it who's been just a total maniac in this series so far and has played uh played great basketball, Jaron Jackson Jr. So I don't like he could get forty, but I think they would lose if he did. Hmm. What about you will? You think LeBron's gonna
1: come out like cocaine bear in game three? What's what? going on? <laughs> Uh, by the way, I,
0: I was just quickly hopped on StatMuse Muse and typed in players who have scored 40-plus against the Grizzlies mm-hmm. this season. Just I just wanted to see, you know what I mean? Long uh, list. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there's a couple of guys on here. Shots so, to Paul George. Shots to uh, Wells Dame. Um, no, but I mean, I, I just think it's fun. Like, this is just what the playoffs are really about, right? Like, we always knew that, like, this moment was coming. As soon as the Grizzlies won— Dylan Brooks is going to have a microphone in front of his face, and he was going to talk trash about LeBron. Like, we could have told you about this, like, before the series we even started. We talked about this as the main storyline yeah, before so, the series. Uh, I'm just happy that the gauntlet has been thrown down. <laughs> it's kind of a one-way gauntlet kind of thing. But, I mean, look, listen, either, no, he, either, listen, he, either LeBron does LeBron did behavior. trash talk him back, you know, yeah, on the court. Yeah, whatever. Called him a bum. I mean, so. that's that's normal, right? Like, but like, so it's not one way. But no, yeah. this is special though, from Dylan Brooks. Like, this is his way of <laughs> is getting it special? In. This is pretty normal. <laughs> so this isn't. So I'll, I'll say It's like, a win win for this, us. He either gets forty it's a, and it's great, or he doesn't get forty and we and and we can
2: I guess laugh about it. <laughs> It's also a huge win for Dylan Brooks, who just keeps picking fights with people who are better than him at basketball. And I don't think that this is a Lance Stevenson versus LeBron or Deshaun Mm. Stevenson versus LeBron situation. But, like, I I really hope people don't uh, ever frame this as, like, two equals sparring (laughs) on the basketball court. Okay, fair. That's fair. No, I've always
1: had this problem, too, of just... LeBron needs better rivals. Like, you make up the list. And, you know, it's funny thing about Dylan Brooks's list, too, because this year, if you give a top three, it's like LeBron, Shannon Sharp, and uh, Theo Pinson. Yeah, those are the three guys. Three of the guys that... Dylan Brooks has talked trash too. Okay, that's a pretty eclectic list. I feel like it's longer than that. No, it's definitely. I might have longer. to type in news How many people have uh, Dylan Brooks
0: trash talked? Yeah,
1: we, this need, year. we need a beef, everybody. We man. need a beef
0: muse. He trash talked oh. all of Toronto for the second time after coming here with the Grizzlies and beating the Raptors. Oh yeah, he, he did, did that last time too, he, and then had like a great night out at Marble or whatever.
1: Oh god. Uh. Anyways, another game last night. The Bucks without Giannis mm. uh, blew out the Navy Seals of Miami. Tough. Uh, Milwaukee. <laughs> a tough one. Hit. 25 threes damn second team in nba history to hit five, 25 or more three-pointers in a playoff game uh pina what, what did you see from from the bucks especially without Giannis?
2: did you guys watch this game
1: no i'm going to say i uh I watched the highlights man i, I bowed <laughs> out of this one a little bit <laughs> i was
2: watching the other one the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, grizzlies. i
1: was focused on the lakers grizzlies
2: this was just a very this was a peak nba tv um yes game mm-hmm. right yeah, here absolutely uh, I can't lie and say I watched all 48 minutes and took mm-hmm. copious notes. It's okay. Like
1: I, like I said earlier this week, the vets who watch NBA, you got you to pick and choose in the first round. You got to load manage a little bit.
2: They're literally on at the same time. How <laughs> are you supposed to watch both? Two no. I, I, I saw the score, and I was like, I can't. I'm not sitting through this. <laughs> this is, this no, is asinine. I,
1: I'm, glad, I'm glad Pina is team opt-out. Like, I've opted out of Celtics Hawks until the Hawks win a quarter. Oh, that or a one's game. completely
0: fair, by the way. That one is, <laughs> there, there's no chance. I, I don't, I don't, I honestly, the Hawks, if they get one game, they should really celebrate that one and cherish it. But like, um, no, I, I just think having watched like a number of games this year, just because the Bucks happen to play the Raptors a lot with Giannis unavailable. I think he only played one of the matchups, maybe two, but like, Milwaukee has this different mode where they can really shift to where they can play a lot more middle pick and roll with Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez, and Lopez is really able to score a lot. I mean, his scoring went from, like, 10 points to 25 between Game 1 and Game 2. I thought he needed to play a lot better. He did. And, of course, like, they just they also just play with this, like, directness. Like, they just inbound the ball really quickly, play very fast, and then as soon as they get one open three, they're taking it. And it just creates this approach where they can just, like, steamroll you once they start hitting from, from three. And obviously, they were red hot last night. Like, Joe Ingles went on, like, a personal, like, you know, three-point barrage himself. He's on, like, the all-slow player
1: team. Like, you know, all, the all-slow-mo team. Yeah he's, he, yeah, he's a white slow-mo. Um, no, wow. I think, okay. uh, yeah, I just don't, I said this yesterday, too. Like, even without Giannis, I just don't think Miami's a good team. Like, I just feel Correct. like Milwaukee just has enough to, no. to win the series. Like, it was stressful for them to be down 1-0, you know, needing to win this game. But, like, I wasn't too stressed for them, even though I'll be honest. I feel like I know exactly what Miami's going to
0: do every single game. It's, mm-hmm. like, dribble handoffs for one of their shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have – Jimmy's either going to be, like, really take over playoff Jimmy or sort of, like, as a passenger but still pretty good. And then they're going to go to their little dinky zone at the whole time. They're always going to go to that stupid zone. And like I just, like, I watched the highlights, and I was just like, how many times am I seeing Brooke Lopez roll to the rim with, like, Gabe Vincent as the backline to help defender at the rim? Like, that's not going to do anything, man. So, like, obviously, I think Miami, especially without Giannis, can still make this competitive. And, and they have been competitive. Like, one and one is pretty good for them right now. But, um I just yeah, think they, we need they, to look at these. We night,
1: need man. to look at some of these, you know, the play-in teams, like a Minnesota... Miami, Atlanta, like, there's a reason why they're in the play-in. And it's just a different level of competition once they once they get here, right? Um,
2: yeah, I think that you look at the guys who are in the starting five, even with Tyler Hero out, like, they started Duncan Robinson, Max Drews, mm-hmm. Gabe Vincent. Like, these are three players who started in a playoff game. Like, that is just not – it really speaks to the questions that Eric Spolstra just – doesn't have the answers to with this roster right now. And obviously Kyle Lowry is banged up and went last night, but continues to come off the bench. Uh, and yeah, Brooke Lopez is low key, like still capable of being the center yeah. of an offense and just someone who can absolutely immolate you inside the arc. He did not make a three, which is just really surprising to see on this box. We did not make a three last night, which finished with 25 points. Like it really speaks to his size advantage, And, I mean, they had Max Struess at the four. I watched, like, the first few possessions of the game. I'm not going to lie. And, like, just, like, Max Struess trying to guard Brook Lopez in the post. Just like a bucket. Like, come on. What are we doing here? Yeah. No, that's the heat problem. Like, they, they really just don't have enough
0: size. Like, even with a lot of their, like, their scrappy guards or whatever, you could say they play up. But like, there's only so much like toughness and playing up you can get to until you can't like reach the top shelf because that's what it feels like for a lot of these players, man. Like <laughs> it's all guards on their team.
1: Hey, Duncan Robinson hit four threes. Wow, we got Bubble Duncan Robinson and Bubble Murray yesterday. Wow. That's not bad. What a transition. Missed, <laughs> missed out. No, I, I think the thing too, because I was looking. You uh, know, we were talking about you know Wolves Nuggets, but before you hopped on and like, you know, I love everyone was posting a lot of highlights from from uh, the bubble of like Jamal Murray. After his impressive game yesterday, and I cannot stop laughing at the background of the Microsoft Teams digital fans (laughs) who tapped in. This was only like, what, three years ago? And it's still like two years ago, and it was still so surreal to to think about the bubble. Yeah, this is one thing we laugh about all the time, Pina, just the bubble.
2: No, I'm I'm very weirded out watching highlights of games in the bubble and the fact that that actually was a thing that happened is uh it's truly remarkable and the digital fans just really added an element that you don't want to remember uh personally. I, <laughs> I would like to forget that forever. Um but Jamal Murray was great. Uh and that's like a huge like just a boon for the Denver Nuggets in a game where they gave up 40 in the third quarter and couldn't guard a pick and roll to save their life. And uh, he really bailed them out. I thought Michael Porter Jr. Who's just like suddenly the best six ten shooter who's ever lived. Not suddenly he's been a really good shooter his whole career, but even just like that four point play where Torian Prince is up under him, mm-hmm. got the hand on his body as he rises. And just, you you expect every single shot that he let's go to go in. He's, he's been phenomenal.
0: Yeah, no, I, I thought this game really showcased like the fact that the nuggets really aren't, I mean, it's it, obviously Jokic is so important to everything that they do, but they also have other guys that they can be empowered to get their own offense and, and sort of like just play well, cohesively. Like ultimately like they're, they're a team that's going to have to win with offense. Like you're, you're right. Like the pick and rolls for Minnesota, that's how they got back into the game. And, um, But ultimately, man, the Nuggets really have another gear. And I thought, you know, when Minnesota, like, took the lead briefly in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter, it was like, oh, you know, those one of those gut-check moments for a team. It's like, can you actually respond? And is there, you know, some pressure on you? And the Nuggets just, like, simply came back on them. And, of course, a lot of that was just Jamal Murray, who was just able to make every single shot. I mean, like, loved watching that performance. But I, I just thought the Nuggets play really well cohesively as a team. And obviously, Jokic being a big part of that. And i do from the minnesota side like you know what i'm really happy for them that they were at least able to make it competitive i love watching anthony edwards he played great so i'm happy on that perspective but like i just can't get over car anthony towns man there's just more turnovers yeah. five turnovers three field goals yesterday i, I Ten just points i don't understand because there are certain moments where he looks kind of like really unstoppable he puts it together but you just know the other shoe's gonna drop defensively he's not there. And I think for me, the, maybe the biggest thing with Towns is just like when things start not going his way, whether it's like a miss foul call here or a foul call there or whatever, he does this like stomping tantrum where he like op- – like, and it's like a very expressive thing. And I'm just like, dude, you're the biggest guy in the building. I just Sh- don't want to see he this get, Should
1: his. he get suspended for stomping as well? Okay, no. relax. <laughs> <laughs> no, it must be frustrating as a Wolves fan watching this. And I know – you know no one no one's excited about this series cuz usually everyone's like you know after a close game being like yo we need seven of these or when it's close <laughs> it's like we need overtime I was of the mind. We need four of these. Thank you, Jamal. Thank you, Jamal Murray. Let's just wrap this series up and and just move on. Um, Before we let you go, Pina, a couple other things I want to ask you. You know, I read all your stuff uh, just so I can pretend to to know the NBA as well. And I believe I have this correct. Hope I'm not wrong. You did pick the Clippers in seven before before the first round, right? You're damn right. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about that series
2: after two games? Uh, phenomenal. Hmm. I feel phenomenal about my pick. Yeah. I feel phenomenal about the Clippers. Um, the reason I did it, well, for, number one reason is Kawhi Leonard, and I think he's the best player in the series. I think he's just the one of the best playoff performers of all time in my life that I've ever seen, and I don't like betting against him. So that's number one. Number two is if you look at Phoenix's roster, it's just it's just terrible. Um behind obviously like KD and Book are two guys who are unstoppable, and we saw that in game two with those pull-ups over the drop coverage. Um, but C P he played really well in the second half of game two, but defensively is just he's just not there. I mean, Bones Highlands eyes Look like dinner plates when CP switches on to him. He just cooked him multiple times, and then the role like Tori Craig is playing out of his mind. I'd like to see that happen on the road, uh, and then you just go down the, the list of the, with this roster. I just I, I was curious to see how many people, or I was confounded by how many people picked this team to come out of the West when, like beyond the fact that Kevin Durant is on the team, what is the rationale? He played eight games for them they beat one playoff team in those eight games and it was the minnesota timberwolves and last year he was swept in the first round so i just don't understand the confidence of picking phoenix when i look at the clippers even without paul george they're just so deep and they just have so many good players who can like just good two-way players wings valuable guys who can be in the fourth quarter. They can go big, they can go small, they can switch. I'm surprised Robert Covington didn't play in the fourth quarter of game two when Zubots was getting cooked with the with the with the drop coverage. But that's like a card that Tyloo can play going forward if he wants to. So they just have a lot of um answers, I think, for what Phoenix wants to do. And I hope it doesn't sound like I'm disrespecting KD and Booker because I think those are two of the best offensive players in basketball. But I just, when push comes to shove, I'm not betting against Kawhi, and I, I really like the Clippers' depth. That, uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said there. Um, I, I do think that eventually,
0: because I don't think Phoenix is going to win. Um, I mean, they're definitely not winning a title this year, but like when they get to the off season, what moves they make, I'm really curious because, like, yeah, they they definitely have the two hardest pieces to get, which is like you know, like Booker and KD together. That's amazing. But, like, what else are you putting around them? And I didn't feel like at the trade deadline they had the full opportunity or even in the buyout market they didn't have that opportunity to fully, like, build the right system around them. Um, So I'm curious to see what moves they make in the offseason. That's a prime offseason.
1: I just just wish KD didn't sign that, what was it, like a four-year extension? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just gave up the freedom to choose a team, right? And that's why... But, I mean, did he, though? Because al- ultimately, but now the now Nets were, like, we traded you to the team you wanted. But now you're to. joining teams where they have to give up assets to get you, yeah, right? Fine. Versus, like, kind of just having that free agency where you can pick your team. Like, last time he joined the Warriors, too, right? Um, last thing, Pina, you know, your, your NBA awards were heavily scrutinized on this show um, when <laughs> were, you released them. Yeah, they were under investigation for a whole segment. Oh, right, you right, don't right. remember this? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, and, you know, um, I'm just going to, you know pass this on to will here because like there's an ongoing thing where will just hates evan mobley um and you know he was he was shocked Will he was shocked to see you know you had evan mobley number two uh uh, second on your defensive player of the year ballot and you know evan mobley showed up on on a lot of ballots um that we've seen so far for defensive player of the year so just want to give you guys a couple minutes here uh to to discuss evan mobley because it's uh it's been an ongoing topic here
0: okay here's here's my thing i do not dislike evan mobley I, I believe in his talent. <laughs> I just feel like we have just jumped ahead too far with him. Like, I've just heard too many, like, he's giving me Tim Duncan vibes. He's giving me Kevin Garnett vibes. It's just, like, that should be really reserved for, like. For Tim for, Duncan for, for, and Kevin Garnett. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because, like, for example, like, Tim Duncan in his second season. By this point, he's already won a ring. You know what I mean? As, like, the clear-cut number one on both ends of the floor. And I think, for me, it's just, like. Let's just wait until Evan gets to that point. I mean, defensively, there's no doubt. He, that's obviously the, the side of the ball where he excels right now. Defensively, I think he works really well in that pairing with Jared Allen. But, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I just I, – I didn't agree with the fact that he was even in top three with uh, in defensive player that you were voting. If, if anything, I would have put Jared Allen – if if I had to put a team from Cleveland, which, by the way, they were excellent on defense this season because of both of those guys. But I'd rather have Jared Allen is one of those candidates. So –
2: yeah. Michael, I know you disagree, um, so go ahead. No, I I I think Evan Mobley is well, I'll start by saying I watched I think every Cavs game this season, or almost every like probably seventy five Cavs games this season, because okay. I wrote a profile about Mobley. So I went into the process with a like clear bias in that I had watched this dude um from the jump this season. I mean, defensively, you talk to his teammates, they'll tell you he's the best defender on the team. You talk to Jared okay. Allen, he'll tell you that, like, straight up. That's what he told me. Um, his help defense is amazing. Switches on to anybody, can protect the rim. I think that he does things that just so few guys in the league can do. He's not a drop rim protector. Um He can execute any pick-and-roll coverage. And they had the best defense in the NBA this season. And when he was at the five, when they went small and Jared Allen was on the bench, they also had a defense that would have rated out as the best in the league. So I think Mobley's defense was just through the roof and unbelievable this season. Um, All doing it without really ever getting into foul trouble. But offensively, I I will agree with you, to a point, for sure, that he's not Tim Duncan. <laughs> that's a, that's a very fair statement, and he has a long way to go. And even if you just watch this series right now against the Knicks, like he's just not being guarded at all when he's on the perimeter. It doesn't matter if he's in the strong side corner. It doesn't matter where he is. Uh, needs to get stronger, uh, which he has throughout the season. But you know, in game one, couldn't really finish anything at the rim. Needs to get better defensive rebounding for sure. Um, has gotten bullied a tiny bit by Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randall. But I think all in all, like defensively, he was up there for me. And I was surprised, honestly, that so many people felt the same way because mm-hmm. there's just a lot of really good defensive player of the year candidates. Um, but he's, he's amazing. And I think that the strides he will make in the years to come on the offensive end will, will bear out and he'll be an all-NBA, perennial all-NBA player, in yeah. my opinion.
0: No, for sure. And I, I think um, it was interesting watching this defensive player that you raised because, first off, like, the top three defenses in the league all had similar structures in the sense that they had a tri- traditional center um, with also, like, a really, really scary uh, weak side um, help, you know, shot blocker, right? Like, you look at, mm-hmm. for example, Memphis. that had Steven Adams when he was healthy and then Jaron Jackson Jr. And of course, Jaron Jackson was able to play a lot more five with Steven Adams. Uh, injured, and of course, he did a really great job in that role as well. That's why ultimately, I think he won uh, Defensive Player of the Year. But it was like the same thing in Cleveland with with uh, you know Mount Mobley. Um, and then you have ultimately uh, in, in the Bucks, you have the same thing with Brook Lopez and Giannis and and I feel like th- that's the part that's really hard to sort of parse out as like who do you give more credit to, like the the, the center who is contesting probably the most shots, or. You know that very versatile forward who's able to defend in all sorts of scenarios while also shifting sometimes to playing small ball center. Because like to me, that seems like the defensive strategy that has clearly worked this season the best, having that two big pairing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's I. That's partly why I voted for Draymond Green, who has managed to avoid controversy since the postseason began. Of course. Which is really not never heard of his name until now. <laughs> But no, I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Well, absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right. So, do you still hate Evan Mobley? I never hated. Oh, Evan okay, Mobley. okay.
2: It was I'm all just
0: a Scotty Barnes ruse. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's
1: laughs> we know right. what we know what this was. Oh, that's right. This is <laughs> a leftover from last year. Those the, those the
0: Cold War of the of the Rookie of the Year race. All oh, right. No one really cared that much about. But
1: you know, uh, Pina, do you root for the other Boston teams too? Like like the Bruins in the playoffs right now? Uh, not really. Okay. No. So it's just mainly Celtics. Because I was just yeah, I was just gonna ask you what it's like. Because like you know. The the Toronto Maple Leafs are down bad here again after oh, losing seven three in game one. one. Game. It's, it's been down bad for a while. Okay. Just what it's what it's like to, you know, have a sports city like Boston. Oh, get just, out of here. Just, you know, no, have so much right success <laughs> the last Man, how much of time decades. do you guys have? <laughs> hang on over right now. Like, man. you know, the Patriots oh, had a dynasty run. <laughs> what are we doing You no, know, no. the Bruins. Well, it, it all started good.
2: in 2000. You know, Ed Rogers, man.
0: come
1: in here and shut down this program. Man. I <laughs> no, can't believe you're letting this happen. On I just want to Airways. know what it feels like because we don't know. Who this We don't. Who can we call locally? Who was... Who was around in 1967? I'm sure there are people who are around when the Leafs last won the Stanley Cup. This guy Cup. wants to get Red Auer back on the phone. <laughs> am I getting tomatoes thrown at me today? Yes. What's going on? Okay. <laughs> do, Emotional damage. <laughs> do we need Pina? Uh Voting's over, so we don't need anything else from Pina, right? He no, sent in his uh, his ballot. <laughs> I so we're good. You. You, had, you had OG on that ballot. We saw. It, it, was, it was all good, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. P- P- Pina, you know, did his job. Um... <laughs> appreciate you. Everybody should check out all of Michael B's work Absolutely. at The Ringer. And appreciate you as always, man. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Of course. Thanks so much, guys. All right, that was uh, my what, opinion. I'm not, I'm not allowed to ask Bro, what it's like to you're be, really in a, gonna be on a successful Toronto, sports city. You are going to
0: be on a Toronto radio station. We can't station explore all sides of this. Talking about wow, how great is it for the city of Boston to have championships? No, I, I'm Get not saying here, how man. great is it for Get Boston. I just want to know what it's like. Man, we saw what it was like 2019. It was great. All right, I imagine it, it was 2019 every year. That's that's what it's like. <laughs>
1: well, I I would like to. I can only imagine. <laughs> with the
2: dip, so bring them
0: dips.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what I, I, John Henry is probably <laughs> saying or whatever. I want to revisit more than one champion. Sure yeah, buy some team. midfielders by the way john henry what um he also owned liverpool <laughs> <laughs> oh along with lebron oh damn what yeah. a crossover yeah i know all right uh take a break and then we will going uh, continue
0: on okay i've been your host Willow. that's alex one you're listening to the raptor show on the Sportsnet radio network when we come back no more boston praise please Have you checked out BetRivers yet? Download the BetRivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about BetRivers Sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with BetRiver's online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19+. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connext Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge.
1: Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Alish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Welcome back to The Raptor Show on the Sports Night Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim continue to be joined by producer and co host Alex Wong. Who wants to take us
1: around the NBA? So, what's going on around the NBA, Alex? Yeah, first of all, apologies for asking about what the Boston. Yes, fan base I, I said them straight during like. the five minute break, man. I couldn't believe it. I just got yelled at for five minutes. Um, the Washington Wizards have dismissed general manager Tommy Shepard. Damn. Um, yeah, any reactions to that? I don't really have anything to add about the Wizards except. I don't think they've won 50 games since the 70s. No, I I just – well, I mean, obviously.
0: I I just don't think that, like, um, you know, this was a a season where you look back on it. And I think for Washington, even though I don't know if they should have had expectations, but they did. And I think that um, for them to fall short of those once again – But what are those expectations? To get into the playoffs. That's all they really want to do. Okay. And they weren't even really that close to it, ultimately. Um, Like, you even have the play-in thing, and they weren't even in that. So, I I think, yeah, for them, like – the roster is it, it's 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 okay. Like I don't look at the Wizards necessarily like they don't have talent. Um they they do have some talent, but I just obviously I don't think Beal is that like clear cut number one type of talent. Um and you're playing like, them a lot. Yeah, you have to make decisions on Kyle Kuzma, you have to make decisions on Chris because so Those are pretty important players for them. Are they gonna keep them in? Are they gonna lock them in? Um, are they even willing to stay and, and I also think that, like, you know, you have small moves. Like, for example, you draft Rui Hachimura, like, with a lottery pick, right? And um, he doesn't really fully hit it off in Washington. It showed some flashes, but wasn't really a difference maker. And then you ship him off to the Lakers, where it's not like he's had, like, you know, he's just been an entirely different guy,
1: but he's been great in some of these moments. Back-to-back 20-point games. And you this think Grizzly about it, series. it's like, well, you also
0: just then traded a lottery pick for three second rounders. <laughs> you know fair. what I mean? You took, you traded a dollar for three quarters. Like it's not, that's mm. that's not it. Right. And then of course you look at some of the other recent draft picks They you know, have they really panned out? You know, like Danny, I, I thought, you know, he took uh, steps towards the end of the season, but like, I don't think ultimately he's a difference maker really in the way that they need him to be. Um, we'll see about Johnny Davis, but like, <laughs> alright <laughs> we're really reaching today. No, I, I'm just saying like, please have I, some good games tonight. NBA. They changed the, They changed the coach, you know, so. please
1: Masai. please have your presser someone on the raps to demand a trade or something i mean it's off season man. Any,
0: <laughs> please any news item
1: please come in
0: yeah by the way did you just see that uh i think the athletic added in a little tiny note that rival executives expect the wizards
1: to at least call about messiah
0: no I don't, one has I wanted messiah more than the wizards I also my, my
1: goodness i don't want to hear from rival executives anymore Every year, him, rival yeah. executives just like, the Raptors are going to do the very obvious thing that everybody expects them to do. And then Masai comes ra- to the podium and says, we acquired Yaka Pertl. Yeah, rival yeah. executives just aren't able to predict what the
0: Raptors are going to do. No, but I, I do think that it is kind of funny, right? They're like, well, I mean, you know, they went after
1: Masai once before. Will they do it again? You remember the Woj notification that hit the minute the Raptors won the championship. Yeah. No, Masai was literally getting harassed by a cop. <laughs> yeah. meanwhile, For Adam Silver, like- it was Masai's fault. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um Anyway. But, yeah. Anyways, Sacramento Kings head coach Mike Brown, first unanimous coach of the year mm-hmm. in NBA history. That's awesome, man. Congrats. Uh, I think I'm this, was... this is the first one, though.
0: Like, you tell me what, like, the year Steve Kerr won, like, 73 games with the Warriors, he wasn't
1: coach of the year <laughs> yeah, unanimously? <that's>
0: <laughs> or, like, you know, yeah who got a vote that year? Billy or, like, Donovan with the Thunder? Greg Popovich, when he won the ring again with, yeah. with all those, like, older
1: players and all the right, Kawhi though. on the way up like this is the first unanimous no i am a little surprised by yeah. that yeah yeah um, kings uh kings warriors tonight we talked at length yesterday about Draymond being out for this game yeah um you looking for the warriors to bounce back tonight you think this is still a series <sighs> man okay here's the thing like i'm ready I- oh, man i know we came in here last week too and we need to delete the footage of us Saying that we don't respect the Kings at all and the Warriors got this, but everybody, everybody Warriors are on the ropes, man.
0: If there's one team Warriors that you give like
1: unlimited chances to, it would be the Warriors because yeah. they've
0: really proven over time that they can be successful, but I think that they're, they faced a really, really stern challenge here from the Kings. I do think that playing away from home is a new challenge for them um, and we'll see. I mean, the Kings did have a pretty good road record, all things considered, but like I feel like in the playoff setting, it's maybe a little bit different. Um, I'm also curious to see how the refs officiate this game like, if Sabonis
1: picks up three early quick fouls in the first half, <laughs> I'm going to be suspicious,
0: man. I'm going to be like, I don't know. I don't know. You're, don't know.
1: you're no. saying Sabonis might not be in the bonus tonight. That's what I'm saying. Is if the Warriors prediction. are in the bonus against Sabonis, the then, then you know, I'm going to
0: be but, a little suspicious. I mean. Yeah, it's obviously going to be a really, really difficult task without Draymond there. Um, They're going to have to go smaller. They're going to need some of their role players to really step up there. And I think for the Warriors, like, at least you're at home for this kind of opportunity to sort of, you know, lean on. Some of the, the younger players. Like, of course, you're going to see a lot more Kaminga, for example. You might see more Moses Moody. Um, probably not that doesn't see to have Michael me, that, doesn't have me
1: that excited. No, it doesn't like, have me that Like, those are the but... options that you're bringing in, right? I think the, the one thing we don't talk about, because uh, attention so much has been on the stomp that, you know, Draymond gave to Demantis Sabonis, is, like, mm-hmm. removing him from the lineup on court. Like, that's a huge hole to fill for them, especially in, in yeah. what is a must-win game. No, right?
0: absolutely. But, I mean, I, I also enjoy... Seeing like great players with their backs against the wall. Like and this I is gonna see have to be what Stefan Clay yeah get more importantly than anything else. This is right? gonna have to be a huge stuff game. And listen, like I man, can Jordan Poole just play positive <laughs> basketball, please? Like I understand he's playing through a minor injury or whatever, but like it, it's the decision making, man. It's a minor injury in his decision making. Cause like for me it's just I mean, we'll talk with Andy Lou later in the week. <laughs> I can't wait tomorrow. I can't wait yeah. for his reaction tomorrow. It's either gonna be really great or really great, but like um yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, and also, I think maybe even as a casual fan, obviously I'm not a Warriors fan, but like I, I really do enjoy their style of basketball. And I, I guess I'm just not ready to sort of see them go outside like this, you know. Yeah. So they they have won their, they win
1: they have won their minutes when Steph's been on the floor, but he's he already play. played 40 the last game, so he might have to. Right. This might be 45, and, and it's
0: a very high endurance way that he wants to play because it's a lot of like running off ball and stuff like that.
1: too. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah, it's tough, man. But Steve Kerr doesn't do the Nick Nurse thing where he just pushes the minutes like that. I feel like he's very no. He's way more rigid in terms of like oh when he's gonna sit the guys, right? So
0: well, he he's all about the like the, the strength and numbers and you know we have like a bench.
1: Oh yeah, and everyone has strength and numbers has been replaced by gold blooded. Don't forget that. That's the new one. Got you, got you. Gold blooded.
0: Yeah. yeah. See your doctor
1: if you're gold blooded. By, by the way, <laughs> never liked that phrase. Um. Yeah. No. I think it's interesting too. You know, looking at the big picture of this series, like, where do the Warriors go from here, right? Like, assuming yeah, that the run goes short, like, Clay Thompson has been reported that he wants a max contract extension. We know that Draymond's got sure. the player option. We know that, you know, players like Damian Lillard have been actively recruiting oh. Draymond. No one has been a bigger <laughs> supporter of Draymond's stomp this week than Dame Lillard. No, I hear you, man. No, Dame is down <laughs> horrendous. If you notice, with Dame,
0: all he really stands is, like, defensive players. Like you know, this guy he's would be been like doing co-
1: this forever. This has yeah. got be like
0: coveting OG, you know what I mean? Coveting <laughs> some of these other guys, like Draymond. Obviously, fits his profile. Like, yeah, no, salute today, man. Um, you better, you better pray he doesn't win a championship. You better uh, pray he doesn't tweet in the first round. <laughs> oh no, man, he, he, he's he's praying on uh, on Draymond for sure. But uh, no, I I do feel like those are decisions that um are a lot easier to make when you win versus when you lose. And I feel like last year, for example, they had some tough decisions to make. They ultimately made them, and they they paid a guy like Poole. They paid a guy like Wiggins, right? But that was easy to do when they won. And it's, yeah, if if they ultimately fall short of their goals, then you might see the end of that era. And, again, like, man, it's, like, for me, like, watching basketball in in this time, there's been, like, two eras in my, like, 20 years of watching basketball. It's, like, the LeBron era, which has actually been just this whole 20 years, Mm -hmm. but obviously more prominent throughout certain portions of it. And then the Warriors era, and, like, I don't know, what we're really transitioning to next. You know what I mean? We're transitioning to this, like, unknown, kind of, like, more open era, which I feel like it, it was already reflected in the regular season with so much parody. But you, you have no idea who the next, like, dynasty kind of thing is going to be. And I feel like basketball is in a better place when they ultimately have dynasties.
1: Yeah, we're transitioning to the in-season tournament era, man. Oh, you know, God. excited about that? <laughs>
0: That's fine, man. I'm, I'm curious to see the new the new jerseys. You know what I mean? Imagine walking down the street. It's like, oh my God, is that a is, is that a Pascal Siakam uh, in season tournament jersey?
1: Is there three Ooh, patches on heat. it instead of one? Also, I can't I'll, wait to see someone pull up at Christy <laughs> oh, with hot. one of those. That's hot. <laughs> I want to know too. You know how teams get to have a tab in the back of their jersey if they've won a championship? Yeah, you get a little tab if you win the in season tournament. Sure on the bottom <laughs> can of, the of the Charlotte Can so the can Charlotte Hornets?
0: Get a little tab? No, they're not going to They're not gonna get those. But I, I do wonder if people are going to brag about winning the double, because that's a big thing in soccer. Like,
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, if they win, win the tournament. Win the, double,
0: win the treble, you know what I mean? Okay. I don't know what the treble in this game would be. I'm, like, I'm win making, the play-in tournament as well, I guess.
1: <laughs> I'm making the prediction right now. I'm giving the instance in tournament three three years, three seasons. No. I think they're going to bail on it. I feel
0: like the NBA commits to these things. Like, why <laughs> are they really side I just backwards? think it's
1: very set up to fail.
0: Also, by the way, I feel like maybe this is me just watching too much basketball relative to the other sports but like do other sports like experiment as much as basketball <laughs> does like they'll just do like random stuff like here's a new synthetic basketball <laughs> and it's
1: like who oh yeah they this? introduced
0: the ball they got rid of it right
1: so, anyways kipper and born coming up 10 nothing leaves tonight
0: uh well i hope so yeah well we'll anyway, have andy tomorrow. that's all for us today though i've been your host well and you've been listening to the raptor show on the sports night radio network thanks once again to michael pina of the ringer producer and co-host alex wong Board producer Derek Randell and Jennifer Ronak for hopping the YouTube stream. Toronto Maple Leafs, please win it for my dad. Okay.